thought I would talk for a minute about popple and fallibility and exactly what it is and why it's so important within the religious life and the religious world. People all, and of course, specifically why it's very, very important to be somewhat simple-minded in the fact that it probably should not exactly be an annotation within the religious walk of Catholics and especially Christians, of course. People all over the world have religious culture and traditions, obviously, which is one of the strong reasons why religious narratives in the world matter and have complete, utter meaning behind them. From shamans to emperors and other world leaders throughout history, there has been this reoccurring concept that the leader of a religious institution must have some form of validation for ruling and some form of reason as to why they're in their current state of control. And this has been a continuous annotation as to why people have control at all within the world, which again shows why religion has complete utter meaning. Shamanism, as a first example, enforces that the shaman of a certain tribe is, according to JSTOR, the healer, connector, and sense maker for the service of the better world, which tends to cut out their spiritual practices of dark occultism. Zambian tribalism, as well as other tribes in the African regions, are classified as the main influence in how the land is used within their tradition, while also the ones actually being tasked with full-on land-based management and every single type of religious task as well. Mormonism states that the Mormon president is in charge over all the funds and the tithes while also being over the council of the church, literally a Mormon version of the Pope essentially, which again has drawn a lot of related governmental wanted control and a lot of critiques regarding what they exactly do with their money, as that has basically been in the news 75 times in a minute. Scientology, on the other hand, for Scientologists out there, the chairman of the Scientologist's job is to quote, preserve, maintain, and protect Scientology, which of course is somewhat similar to the task of the Pope and the task of the priesthood to protect Catholicism just from a Scientology-related perspective, which tends to lead all the conspiracy theorists in their conspiracy theories that might to some degree decently be true when it comes to acting like a crime syndicate for some some reasons here and there. Perhaps not all of them are true, but perhaps some of them might be like this past February when he hid his idea for some reason and was eventually chased down by the federal government. Where does the ideals and the ideology of palpable infallibility really come from? Well, this is truthfully one of the most Roman aspects of the Roman Catholic Church that can be one of the more negative or cult-like attributes, and it's in fact one of the main reasons that historians, both religious and non-religious alike, such as Francis C. Pompey, and others such as Paul Harvey have problems primarily with the annotations of Catholics and the Pope-Catholic relationship to Catholicism. Finally, fully applied in it was fully implied in 1869 that states that the Pope, when seated on the Roman Catholic throne, and when discussing certain discussions of theology in the Vatican, has full perfected leadership and perfected speech and cannot say wrong theology, which I guess to some historians brings Sith Palpatine vibes, similar to the newest Star Wars movies, and we unfortunately know how all of those turned out. People attribute this form of reasoning on the basis, truly, of two classic questions which mold the difference between religion and cult, which are who is God 
in who is or are the spokesmen or the spokespeople of God. Now potentially, this could be uttermost a bad look for Protestant denominations, and it has looked that way for some time, and people have tended to bring it up when they are not church-going individuals. Ultimately, papal infallibility causes major stumbling blocks to occur in the past of everyone not primarily associated with the Catholic faith, which is ultimately also why people end up becoming so abrasive towards the idea that a priest helps forgive sins, or is even an atonement for sins through the rite of confession. People expect too much from normal imperfect people that sin, and thus causes people to not formally want to be involved in a church community, and to then expect nothing when invited into the religious walk of life. It causes pastors of basically all denominations to furthermore appear to be wannabe gods in a suit and tie, or perhaps a shirt that might look similar to what you might wear to the gym, depending on whether or not you're at a non-denominal uh, church plant or not. Which means that they tend to fake perfection, at least in the eyes of non-churchgoers, for the means of a paycheck, similar to people who do prosperity gospel. Thus, as a result, there has to be a higher amount of one attribute that replaces the concept of who is the spokesperson of God, which is who is the human successor for the belief, instead of the much-needed question, how are we perfected through belief? People obviously want to have success and successors to a set throne through family lineage or belief systems, but in America today, through the basis of who is God and who is the successor to God, there's a lot of the wrong actions. And even really today in our culture, we just completely throw out the ideology of who is the successor to God, and we tend to replace it with what is a right action based on the multitude of people. This is why there's so much constraint to agree with broken people when it comes to, say, drag, drug use, or perhaps walking in the street naked, which, quite frankly, you name it in today's culture, through the help of social media, every single attributed thing will probably cause people to support and surrender to it just because it's on a phone. All of the human constraints of blind imperialism and perfection have to be removed from the true Catholic Christianity in order for it to actually be attractive to the soul. We need to come back and withdraw to the same idea Jesus states when he says on the cross, Lord, to you I give my spirit. We have to continuously re-give our spirits to God so that we can have actual full devotion versus full devotion to imperfect people as we walk through this life of imperfection and so that we can actually be perfected by God. What I'm trying to say is nobody is infallible until you are in service to the unfailing, who covers up your failure with his infallibility, which is Jesus Christ. And I will leave you with that. I will talk to you soon this week. Have a fabulous day.